Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, Richard Glick, may be out of a job by the end of this year. That's because for the last two years, Glick has been pushing for policies that have major climate implications, but some of them have been controversial. Still, President Joe Biden renominated Glick for the job back in May, but the Senate still hasn't acted. So today, we check in with Politico's Catherine Morehouse about the status of Glick's renomination, what he would hope to accomplish if he does get another term, and how FERC's potentially murky leadership could derail U.S. climate goals. It's Monday, September 19th. So Chairman Glick's term ended in June, and if he doesn't get confirmed to the Senate by the end of the year, then automatically his term is up. And the reason that his status is so crucial to Biden's climate goals and the reason FERC really is so crucial to Biden's climate goals is that the power grid is really at the center of what President Biden is trying to do. By 2050, we want a carbon-free economy. And in order to do that, we basically have to decarbonize the entire power system. And then we have to put large swaths of the economy, like transportation and heating, onto that power grid. That transformation really requires investment in kind of those clean energy resources, which is what we're seeing with the Inflation Reduction Act. But also, in order to accommodate all those resources, you need to fundamentally shift the way our markets think about alternative resources. For instance, thinking about how to value non-traditional grid assets like battery storage or energy efficiency, as well as, you know, other smaller distributed resources. And you also need, as we've talked about many times, a lot of new transmission. Because right now what we're seeing is a ton of interest in building wind, solar, batteries, and all of that. But it's really hard to actually get these resources connected to the grid because we just simply don't have enough power lines to hold all that new power coming on. And so these are all really, really tricky questions that are at the heart of the Biden administration's goals of transitioning. And if you don't figure these issues out, that's going to be a really big problem. We can't keep building new resources with no way of those resources actually reaching customers. At some point, it just kind of becomes a waste of money and it becomes a reliability risk. The only one who can really solve these really thorny issues is FERC. And under Glick, they've already made a lot of good progress on those issues. So there's definitely a fear of losing that progress if Glick isn't reconfirmed. Interesting. And so what sort of agenda has Glick pushed the last two years? And particularly, why has that seemed to upset Energy Committee Chairman Joe Manchin, whose support Glick really needs to be confirmed to another term, right? Yeah. So outside of the power sector issues, Glick has also been pushing the commission for several years now to include in the evaluation of whether a pipeline should be approved or not, an analysis of its downstream greenhouse gas emissions and how those emissions contribute to climate change. He's also, in general, wants to take a more balanced approach to how FERG weighs the benefits and downsides of building a pipeline, such as thinking about how does this pipeline impact environmental justice communities or how does this pipeline impact kind of private land? So the commission issued a proposal on this in February, and it made a lot of people really mad, including Senator Manchin and a lot of Republicans. 
as well as obviously the gas industry, as you might imagine. And they all really felt like this was essentially an attack on pipelines. Right. And then we know that the commission did pull back a little bit on that pipeline policy. And it seems like Manchin might be warming to Glick a little bit. So given that, why haven't we seen Glick's renomination move? I believe he was renominated in May. So why is Manchin not committing to scheduling his confirmation hearing at this point? Right. And that's a great question. And it's kind of one we all have. Glick and Manchin have been communicating since the commission issued and then, like you said, withdrew its pipeline proposal earlier this year. One thing that we've seen FERC do is approve several pipelines and LNG projects over the past few months. So that's certainly been something that Manchin wanted to see and that they've done. Another interesting thing that Glick and some of his Democratic colleagues have done is they've included on some of these projects separate statements that essentially say, here's what the downstream emissions of this project would be, kind of in effect implementing the policy that they withdrew without actually implementing the policy they withdrew and saying, so here's the impact and here is why we still need this pipeline capacity. And to me, that really reads like Glick trying to kind of lay the groundwork and prove something that he said repeatedly, which is that he's not anti-pipelines. He just thinks the commission's reviews would be more legally durable if they expand the scope of what they're considering and that that it's backed up by multiple D.C. Circuit rulings. It's an argument that Manchin obviously has not bought into yet. But I have to imagine that conversation is ongoing. And the tough part of all of this is we say that Manchin is warming up to Glick because he gave some some comments to E&E News, but we don't know exactly what it is that he means, what exactly it is he's warming up to. Is it the fact that FERC under Glick has been approving projects more rapidly? Is it based on some private conversations? We kind of just don't know at this point. So we don't really know what the holdup is. Yeah, that makes sense. So what would Glick hope to accomplish if he does get another term? What's left on his to-do list? He definitely has a long to-do list left. If you talk to people in the power sector, transmission is still the number one concern. There are two proposed rules in the works right now and more expected to come out. So that agenda is just, it's far from over. The second thing with the power grid is figuring out some of these tricky market rules, better preparing the system generally for climate change, which is something that FERC has also begun some inquiries on. And then on the pipeline side, it really all comes down to this new policy statement and what that might look like. Maybe Glick will manage to get one of his Republican colleagues on board. We don't know what a compromise might look like, but certainly what that pipeline policy is a major part of his agenda that needs to get done or will get done if he gets another term. Also, Germany has brought the national subsidiary of the Russian oil company Rosneft under state control. That's what the German government announced on Friday, as the country looks to ensure the security of oil supply from a major refinery whose operations will potentially be disrupted by looming EU sanctions on Russian oil. Rosneft Germany is one of the largest oil processing companies in the country, accounting for around 12% of Germany's total capacity, according to the country's economic ministry. As Russia's invasion of Ukraine continues, Berlin wants to guarantee that it can produce more refined fuel from crude imported from non-Russian sources. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch, and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. 
Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.